0: Click, click, boom! What's going on, Faithfuls? The Nothing But Niners crew is back, and we are here to bring you guys more midnight madness, madness, madness. Thank you guys for being patient with us. We are seven minutes late. I apologize about that. I was traveling home, racing in the streets, trying to get here on time, but we are here. The formalities are up on the screen, so if you guys don't know where to find or follow us, it's all right there. Make sure you guys are like, subscribe, and tell somebody else about their favorite Nothing But Niners show, which, which is whoever, whatever one it is. Whatever one is your favorite, go tell somebody about it so they can find it. Maybe they'll subscribe after you tell them what your favorite one is, okay? I am your guy, 49er Mike, underscore NFL. Over here on this side is my guy, Brian Stater, underscore Niner B. What's going on, man? Hey, another day in paradise, you know? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Now, this is – I got to slow down. I got to calm down a little bit. All right? Now, normally we start the shows with – on Twitter today. But – I didn't really see too much on Twitter today. I do want to say happy belated birthday to Roger Craig. I don't think we did that yesterday. Nope. Right? We missed that. So it was Roger Craig's birthday. We kind of missed that one. Can you hear me, by the way? I can. You can. Okay, cool. I actually got a little bit of feedback. Uh-oh. Okay, hold on. That means that I don't have the right microphone on. Hold on. All right, try it again now. What does it sound like now? Sounds. Sounds good. Yeah, we're good all right okay my bad my bad all right so um happy belated birthday to roger craig i apologize about missing that i can't sit here and campaign for a guy to be in the hall of fame and i can't even remember his birthday so that's on me i apologize about that um but back to the on twitter today we didn't really get to that i didn't find anything interesting on twitter to discuss i got into a little bit of a debate um throughout the day on jimmy garoppolo and his status and all and it turned into an Instagram live, and then Eric Davis jumped on, and he chimed in. Now, Brian, you were able to catch the tail end of that. Uh, what were your thoughts and your takeaways from the Jimmy Garoppolo conversation? Would you agree with, disagree with, and so so on and so forth?
1: Um, I would say that uh, you know I understand where Ed was going and how he was connecting the dots that were there. The thing that bothered me was that he said that he that in the interview certain things were said and. And I didn't agree with exactly what E.D. said was said. Um, I understand his conclusion.
0: What do you mean? You're, you're being vague. So for the people who didn't see it, you got to oh. kind of fill them in on, how do I sound? Am, am I better? Yeah, you sound better. Okay.
1: No, it, um, and maybe you you can say exactly what it was because I don't want to misspeak or whatever it was for E.D. because I just watched it the one time. But um, basically he said that uh, – the not verbatim, but basically what he said was that um, Kyle Toll is telling Jimmy that he doesn't want him here. And I understand connecting the dots by if you're having one action, that results in a different action, obviously. Uh, But those words never came out of Kyle's mouth during that interview or at any time that I've heard in anything that I've heard uh, pressers or anything like that. So that kind of bothered me. I get where he was going, uh, but just the fact that Um, He was saying that he said that when he didn't actually say those words. I get the intent of what he was saying, but that was not the words that came out of his mouth.
0: You you are absolutely right. Sorry, a little static here. All right. Sorry about the static there, guys. Um, But you are absolutely right. So, um, like you said, just summing it up, um, he was saying that Kyle basically said, Jimmy, you're not the guy. We're moving on from you. By constantly coming out and confirming over and over, we have been trying to move on from you. Right. Uh, we, we're trying to get rid of you. He, he made a, a comment uh, r- roughly about you tried to trade me in my sleep or you tried to move me while I was out. Right. And what I was saying was uh, that's not true. You know, the Niners never said we're moving on from you. We're trading you. We said we're looking to upgrade from you.
1: Well, right. Well, initially you could argue the fact that initially all they were doing was looking for a backup, a better backup quarterback for this season in case Jimmy cannot be healthy again. That was how this whole thing started in December or whatever, when, when Lynch made that comment. Right. But that was their goal. And that's why I was a very, you know, very adamant because Lynch said, we're not treading up to get a new quarterback. That's we're looking for a backup. And obviously things panned out the way they did. They saw an opportunity to move up for a quarterback that they, they liked for the future. And I agree with what ED said. If you find the quarterback that's going to be the future of your franchise, it doesn't matter who's on the roster. You'll get that guy. And then that guy will have a seat at some point in time. Just like when you have a Brett Favre and you go get Aaron Rodgers because that's going to be your guy of the future, right? And then, you know, unfortunately for Aaron at that time, he sat behind, had to sit, you know, for four years or you trade for a Steve Young. And he's going to sit behind Joe Montana. You know what I'm saying? So,
0: yeah, you know, um, and you know what's weird is that if you listen to Ed on their Believe in Podcast Network, where he he and uh, Rashawn Haylock have a, a wonderful podcast. That's you know what's weird is that we talk about we've been asked about some of our favorite podcasts and ones that we don't like, and I can't believe I forgot to mention them. Uh, I really really like their podcast, so that's my fault for never mentioning them. Um, you know. ED talks about all the time, from the moment you're drafted, the team is looking to upgrade over you. He says it all the time. And he also says you can't take it personal because that's part of the business. You know, he, he, he makes it very clear that if you're on a, on a football team in the NFL, their job is to improve. And so they're going to continue to draft guys, trade for guys, anybody that they think can come in and take your job. That's what their jobs are, and you can't take it personal. It's just business. So hearing him speak like that about Jimmy kind of threw me off a little bit, and I couldn't challenge him on it because we were all pressed for time. But hopefully we can bring him in here and get him on the show soon. I did, Like I said in the uh, Instagram, if you guys have not seen this video on Instagram, uh, there were two of them that were posted tonight because the first one got cut off. Uh, unfortunately, I was smoking a cigar, and I think Instagram may have thought it was a blunt. I don't oh. know how to confuse. I had a, a large 70-gauge cigar. I don't know how they could have confused it for a blunt, but I think that's what happened, and they got rid of it. Uh, They cut us off in the middle of it. And so when we jump back on, uh, Eric Davis joined Raj uh, and and Smitty and and, uh, JT and us um, in the second video. And if you want to get to just his part, go to the Instagram video. Um, It's in the description. And if you go to about 22 minutes, the last 22 minutes is when Eric Davis joins. So uh, it was just weird for me to hear him say, or insinuate i I shouldn't say he said it but he was insinuating that jimmy should have taken it personal and i just i didn't quite understand that because all i hear him say on his podcast is don't take it personal it's just business you know so uh we got we got to see what happens and uh we'll continue to break this stuff down but let's go ahead and get to the questions that are in the chat now because you guys have been great you guys have been uh staying very patient with us and i appreciate you guys so I'm going to go ahead and just get to these right away. And as usual, DJ Malone is the first guy on here, man. He's got a streak. Hey, if you're watching this, I'm going to challenge you guys to get in here and put the first question in here before DJ Malone. (laughs) Now, this guy's got the crown right now. He's got the crown. And I will say he usually starts with the first two or three. Uh, And Mark jumped in here tonight and kind of stopped that streak. Let's see if Mark can beat him out next time uh, for the first question. But DJ Malone jumps in. He says, have you guys ever tried? Oh, shit. I should have let you read this one. Shakushka. Nope. Shakushka. before.
1: Shakshuka.
0: Shakshuka. There you go. That that's even better. Uh, <laughs> I've heard it's quite delicious. I'm gonna say I can't even say it. No, I have not tried it.
1: Uh, yeah, me either, as far as I know.
0: <laughs> right. As far yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. As far as I know, I have now this sounds like it might be a Japanese dish, and I've had some things off of a Japanese menu other than sushi that I can't pronounce, so I probably shouldn't have said what I said, but Uh, To my knowledge, I have not tried it. Uh, He says, I've heard it's quite delicious. Uh, Do you guys have a favorite 49ers backup QB, not including Montana and Young?
1: No, I do not.
0: I I do believe it. This is going to be so weird. I can't believe I'm about to say this. But it was Troy Smith. Uh, I was very excited when the Niners got Troy Smith from the Ravens, if I'm not mistaken. I believe that's where we got him from. This was during the... uh, the singletary years i believe it was like 2010 i believe it was 2010 um and so uh i was anxious to see him get in what i didn't like was how they did like this yo-yo uh in the middle of games they would change quarterbacks uh it was it was the weirdest thing ever i that i didn't like i thought they should pick one guy and ride with him, uh and they didn't do that so neither guy ever really got into a rhythm uh it made games harder to watch and harder to understand so uh, no, uh, I, I didn't like what they did there, but th- that's our answer there. Uh, the next question we have here is from Mark. Uh, thanks for the, com- uh, the the comment here. Or the question it says, in the event Trey lights it up in preseason and Jimmy is named a starter. All right, so you got good Trey, but Jimmy's a starter. How are you going to react if Jimmy loses week one? This is something that came up multiple times in the Instagram live tonight uh, where it was, you know, Uh, the first incompletion that Jimmy throws or the first interception that he throws, are people going to start the chance? We want Trey. We want Trey. You know what I'm saying? So uh, how do you feel about that, uh, Brian? You know, I'll answer first and then uh, you can jump in here. Um, I'm not going to feel any type of way because I, I feel like the Niners typically start cold. Uh, If you think back to the year that we even won, the first eight games in a row, 2019, if I'm not mistaken, our first game was against Tampa Bay. And we had two pick sixes in that game that helped propel us. I think it was two pick sixes. I know there was at least one, but the defense was on fire. They had a ton of turnovers. Uh, The defense was just smothering. um, uh, Mike Evans and and Chris Goodwin, uh, those guys were doing nothing in that game. The defense was lights out. The offense was a little cold. It took them a while to find their way. Um, And if you guys remember, even last year, um, if you guys were subscribed to my OnlyFans page, I said on there very clearly and very bluntly, truth of the matter is, I think the Niners are going to lose this game against the Cardinals. I made it very clear. Uh, We just happened to start slow on offense, on the offensive side of the ball, Uh, for whatever reason. I don't know if it's because the quarterback can finally get hit you know, in, in practices, They can't get hit at all, so I don't know if it was that, but I just had a gut feeling that we were going to lose that game, Uh, and it was a close one, but we ended up losing that first game, and I I just knew that was what was coming down the pike. So, uh, no, I wouldn't be upset no matter how preseason looks. I'm going to trust this team to put the guy in that they believe is the more prepared guy, okay? So um, I'm going to trust what the team says, uh, and if we happen to lose, we happen to lose. What, what, what are your thoughts on that, uh, Ryan?
1: So as far as that goes, um, you know, preseason is preseason. You know, it, if Trey goes out there and lights it up in preseason, um, that may, to me, it doesn't necessarily mean anything because it depends on which games you're talking about. Um, you know, if, if Jimmy wins a starting job out of training camp and, you know, the dress rehearsal of game three uh, is Jimmy's game and he goes out there and does his thing and still gets to start week one and then they end up losing, uh, I'm not going to take – Much from it, like Mike said, Um, I just think that it's going to take more than one bad game for Jimmy to end up being removed from the starter, especially that early in the season. Uh, You know, but you have to take preseason for what it's worth. As far as I'm concerned, I mean, games one, two. Well, it used to be one. Yeah, anyway, Um, it is what it is now. So one and two, you know, those are those are not dress rehearsals. That's when you're trying to fan out your your what your roster is going to look like. So you got a lot of uh, players who are at the back end of your roster that you know, are fighting for that bubble spot uh, or prove that they can overtake a starter or whatever. But you, those are the guys who are trying to play that are in there during those games. And those are the guys who are out there working, you know, to try to stay in the league or at, or find another team if they're not going to be on this one. And so I don't necessarily chalk a whole lot of, you know, somebody lighting up preseason doesn't mean much to me.
0: Right. And the second part of this question is interesting. He says, are you keeping that sit Trey mentality or will it be F Jimmy? Let's get Trey in here. Uh and so I just I want to clarify I don't have a sit Trey mentality. I have a when Trey is ready, put him on. Uh put him in. You know what I'm saying? So it's not about uh I don't want Trey in there, he's gotta sit. That's not my mentality. My mentality, just to be clear here, is that the moment that Trey is ready, I would like him to play. If he's ready week one, put him in week one. If he's ready week 10, put him in week 10. Not a game or down before. That's sincerely, and when I say it down, I want to be clear here. I don't want special packages for Trey, because if he comes in to execute some big play, fans are going to be like, why isn't he in all the time? I don't want to deal with that. As a person who has to react to every game and react to big plays and react to bad plays and all that uh, on here on a consistent basis, I don't want to have to deal with that. When he's ready to go in, I would like him to be in and be the full-time starter. So I don't have a sit him mentality. Um, and no, I won't say F Jimmy just because we lose the first game. All right. what are your thoughts?
1: No I agree. I mean, um, I think I kind of wrapped that all together. Um, I'm mm-hmm. not I don't have a sit tray also. I know that a lot of people out there think that I'm just a Jimmy lover and
0: oh you love Jimmy, you want Jimmy to take a the. I want the
1: World. 49ers to be the best that they can be. and right now, from my perception, I think that starting the year with Jimmy makes them the best. That's just my perception. I haven't seen Trey and Jimmy anything from training camp, you know, we saw, stuff from OTAs but that's not I mean yes you're getting the information you know but to see what Trey does with that information over this time that he's had off and then how he comes into train camp that may change my mind I may be like you know what it's time for Jimmy to go Trey's ready to take the reins but in, until I see that I can't you know I I can't say that that's the case so yeah. I'm not in a sit Trey mentality I'm in a let's get Trey to the best possible place that he can be to be a winner in this organization and win games for this team Just like Jimmy has been able to do when he's healthy, yeah. And so, that's my thought process.
0: All right, Mark, with the back to back here, he says when when talking Trey Lance uh, on Twitter earlier. No, it's all right. It's all it's all good. I got it here. When talking Lance on Twitter earlier, why would you use RG three as an example to some to someone playing too early? He lit it up and won Rookie of the Year, but destroyed an already damaged knee and pretty much ruined his career? Okay, so this is a really good question. So I was debating about the, the hazards of starting someone too early, right? And we all know that Shanahan, both of them, Mike and Kyle, their hands were forced with the selection of RG3 and putting him in there. And so I used him because there were things that RG3 needed to work on before stepping onto a pro field. In his first game, he took big hits. And the critique on him coming out was he needs to learn to slide, he's too thin, he needs to learn to run out of bounds, and that was his detriment. Okay, that's what sidelined his career. He did. Yes, he won Rookie of the Year. He didn't finish that season. He missed games that season. He missed plays, uh, portions of games that season. Okay. Yes, the the Washington Redskins at the time, the football team now, made it to the postseason, but it. There were things that he could have improved on. There were things that he should have improved on. And as stupid as it sounds, sliding and reading a defense was one of them. Just because they won a lot of games does not mean that he was ready to go in. And so that's why I use that uh, specific um, example uh, there. I listed a couple of different quarterbacks, and RG3 was one of them. And I, I listed that to show uh, that I'm, I'm, not, I'm not speaking out of a bias. I'm not saying that Trey shouldn't start week one because I think he's going to lose every game. I think that we're capable of winning games with Trey, even if he's not ready. Kyle's that good, but that doesn't mean that he should be in there. I don't want to start a guy and he gets injured in his first season because he doesn't know how to slide or he doesn't know how to run out of bounds or, you know, we're winning games barely because he's throwing two or three interceptions a game because he doesn't know how to read the defense. We can still win games. That doesn't mean that he's ready to go out there. And so I was using RG3, and I I put no bias in it at all. Uh, I just wanted us to be prepared to go out there and do that.
1: And one thing I would also challenge people to do is, you know, it's easy to go out and say, okay, Trey won all these games. And then it's easy to go to YouTube and say highlights of Trey. Go find lowlights. There are plenty of lowlights out there of Trey also, and watch what – not that he's – not doing good, just watch what he does and why it looks different when he throws mm-hmm. bad passes versus good passes. And educate yourself a little bit about the downsides of Trey as well instead of just being like, well, he's ours now. We love him. Great. I'm with you. I love him too because he's on the 49ers roster. But right. I just don't think that as of right now until I see otherwise that he's going to be the guy. Uh, I think it's it's got to be Jimmy.
0: If this was a regular show, I'd have a really good back and forth with you. But we got to get to some of these questions here. Uh, DJ Malone with the second one here. Have you guys had nochi before? That G is silent, if I'm not mistaken. And I have. Now that's the. It's one of two things here. I believe those are like the little potato balls, right? Or is that the thick rice? Either way, I've had them, and I I like both of them. Uh, he says, if so, what do you guys add to it? Um, the way my wife makes it, and she does it with both of them. So I don't know. It's like a, this thick white sauce with a little bit of garlic and herbs in it. It's very, very good, but I can't remember if it's the thick rice thing or if it's like the little potato balls. But she makes them both the same way, uh, and then we have like a chicken or a fish on the side of it. But it's it's really, really good. So yeah, I have had it. What about you, Brian? Um,
1: I don't recall eating th- anything with that by that name, but that doesn't necessarily ma- necessarily mean I didn't. So, uh, but um, so I can't really answer the second question.
0: Okay. And then the, uh, the third question in this one is: Would you guys agree that the 1994 team would beat the poop out of the 2012 and 2019 teams
1: if they were playing in 1994? Probably. <laughs> I, I don't know how that how they would how that team would fare with the rules of today's game.
0: Okay. Yeah. Uh, You know, I'm going to I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to say that they would win. Uh, I'm not going to make any any qualms about it or anything like that. Uh, That team was just as good on defense as they were on offense. And I honestly believe it was one of the most underrated teams in NFL history. And they were good. So, yeah, I I agree. Uh, And just so you guys know, and uh, Brian, I'm going to pop this up here. It doesn't always look like this, but that's a picture of it there.
1: It so looks I, like I, all right of fries. <laughs> Covered so I, I don't know if
0: that helps you or not. So it's like, I, I'm, I'm assuming it's potatoes because yeah, that's the it feels. Uh, is football the ultimate team game? My short answer is going to be yes.
1: Yeah, I think I would have to agree.
0: Okay. All right. So uh, let's see what we got here. Here we go. Danny Albright's finally chiming in. I was looking for you, my man. Danny's in here, a regular, uh, just like the other two, like Mark and DJ. Will Trey Sermon beat out Raheem Mostert sometime in the season? So what are your thoughts there? Yes, Troy was trash. I didn't say he was good.
1: Yeah, I, I think that he will. That's just my two cents. Whether, whether that's him overtaking him or Mostert getting injured, I think he becomes a starter at some point during this season. I can't say when, but I, I think that he will.
0: Uh, I think that sooner rather than later, Trey will get more carries than Raheem. I'm not really concerned. We, we've talked about this a couple of times about the, the starter word and all that, and maybe that's what Danny meant, like, will he take him over as a starter? But uh, I, I'm, not, I'm not too concerned with who the starter is. I think Trey, uh, I, I might even say week one, um, he might be the guy getting more carries than Moser because I don't think Moser should get you know more than 15 to 17 carries a game uh let's see here all right here we go emsley uh long time no see i love i love her questions here would you be humiliated or pleased if anyone asked you to go to the website you most often visited and what is it brian i want you to go first here
1: (laughs) um i'm not gonna be humiliated or pleased because i probably i don't spend that much time on my computer like trolling websites, but it's either, it's a tie probably between Amazon and Facebook, so.
0: (laughs) Okay, I see what you did there. All right, so I'm not gonna count Facebook or Amazon as websites I visit because I have apps for those, Uh, but my, this is gonna sound like a cop-out. My two most visited sites are StreamYard, which is where we host from, and then SoundCloud because we're doing this daily. Uh, I upload both daily. So uh, anytime I open my browser, those are the first two that pop up and the little icons at the bottom is which site do you wanna visit uh, now, if you ask me about my third one, all right. So yeah, um, I'm not going to get into it. I guess you didn't ask that far into it. All right, uh, DJ Malone is back again. Is it going to? Is it going to get to the point our conference? Wait, is it going to get to the point our conference and the rest of the league will be playing catch up with us? That's a very good question. Uh, can, are the Niners in a position to be that good and that dominant? He's talking dynasty, man.
1: Yeah. I mean, if you uh, so we'll just answer that top one. Uh, You know, I think that that's kind of the case. I mean, you see that Arizona's trying to do it with bringing in more pieces. It's about how you're building your roster. And I think that the other three teams in our division are slightly behind us in building their rosters with the depth that they need. Yes, they all went out and procured starters at positions. They traded away future picks to get starters at certain positions um, in order to make their teams, you know, able to handle some of the players that we have on ours. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, to to get to the point is, yeah, I think the rest of them are playing catch up to us uh, as far as building their roster and their roster depth.
0: Okay. And then he's got another question here for you. Brian, what's your favorite kind of Asian food?
1: Asian food. Okay.
0: (laughs) All right. He got right to it there.
1: Mostly by uh, Mexican food, if you will. Mexican is not Asian. What are you doing? You can't say that. Yeah, Mexican,
0: Mexican food would be my next food category. Yeah, but that oh, all right. I get it. Uh, so here, here, this is funny because I was sitting here thinking about the kind of sauce that my wife puts on the nochi. And he says, Mike, what food do you add pesto to? And believe it or not, it's the nochi. That's what my wife makes it in. <laughs> uh, that's one of the sauces that she uses when she makes it in there. So uh, that that's probably my favorite one. I'm not much of a pesto guy. We don't have it too often. Like I said, in that, in that, there's the thick white rice. I don't know what that is, but she adds them both to that. So, uh that's pretty cool there. Uh thank you for the contribution Master Sith uh chilling next to candlestick. Cheers. I wish I had a drink, man. I would cheers with you also, man. That is that is great, man. Thank you so much. All right. Uh okay, here let's get to the next question here. Uh Always Faithful says, "Okay guys, if the NBA crew was a football team, <laughs> what name would the team be called and what positions would you guys play?"
1: So I think we talked about the positions we would play before. Um, I don't know what you would call us. (laughs) I think nothing's going to be nice. (laughs) Whatever it is.
0: I think we would be the trash talkers. I don't know how good our game would be if we had to actually get out there. We're all kind of old now. uh, so We're not not the youngest crew out there, uh, but I I would talk a lot of trash. I would get in people's heads and I would hit people hard. So uh, my position would be linebacker probably now, Uh, back in the day. It would have been wide receiver or even quarterback I, I would have played. So I, I like those two positions. Those are my favorite playing uh, as, a, as a young pup. Okay. So um, let me see here. Uh, not a question, not a question, not a question. Here we go. Emsley is back on the board. If money and ethics weren't an issue, what scientific experiment would you run if you become a mad scientist? I love her question,
1: man. Oh, my God.
0: This yeah. is good. This is good here. Do uh, you want to go first? Or you want me to go?
1: No, because what I would do, I can't say on here, and the government would be coming to my house probably. <laughs> oh, now I got to know the answer to this. Holy crap! Okay, um,
0: I don't. Now I'm wondering if I can say what I want to say because I, I'm worried about. Uh, so I saw this. Um, I saw this German experiment, and I don't know if it was fake or not, but they had a uh, a deceased dog's head on a table, and they plugged these. They 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 plug these things into the brain and it reactivated the brain. It was just the head and the dog's tongue started moving. I don't know if this is edited or not. This is available on YouTube. You guys can you guys can look this up. I don't know if that's real or not, but those are the kind of experiments I would like to do. I don't want to experiment on anything or anybody living. If I could uh experiment with deceased, you know, bodies or corpses, uh, I would do that. Um damn, I, I sound like a, a creep right now, huh? All right, so <laughs> 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 let's uh let's move on here let's get to my my person jello i was gonna say my guy i don't know if it's a guy or not but sorry jello no offense please uh what 2022 free agent would you guys like to pursue off the top of your head and love the show guys and i believe von miller is the guy at the top of my list for 2022
1: right you Thank talked you- about von miller the other night and i talked about uh tyron Matthew. oh that's
0: right Yeah, yeah yeah good call good call good call Um, let's see here. All right. Here we go. Rolls Royce jumps in here. Uh, if you could live anywhere in the world, where would you live?
1: I think everybody on this show and has watched the show knows that my ass is moving to Hawaii as soon as it's (laughs) there.
0: Believe it or not, I would like to live in Virginia. It's not too far south, not too far north, but I would like to get a lot of property in Virginia. I'm a person who likes my privacy. Um, I want a lot of space. I want a lot of acres in uh, Virginia is a place that you can get all of that cheap. Um, and it's not too far south where I have to worry about uh, raising a mixed family out there. Uh, unfortunately, those are things that I, I do consider and think about uh, currently. So uh, that's that would be a place that I would want to go. Uh, Virginia, the right part of Virginia, that is. Uh, Rolls-Royce with the back-to-back here. Have you ever seen a fan base so split as the one in Santa Clara? We do um, argue about a lot of stuff amongst ourselves
1: yeah and I can't really touch that because I've not really belonged to any other fan base. This is it for me.
0: <laughs> yeah, you know what's weird is I would like to say that we're the most passionate fan base, but I don't pay attention to enough of other fan bases to give an honest assessment of that. So I'm just gonna say no, I've literally never seen another fan base so split because I don't look at them that way. So my answer is no there. Um, but I, I would I think that uh we've earned that 40 Winers yeah. name. I do. I think we've earned it. Uh, Scrutinizing Cone right now. Nope. I don't think anyone mentioned him, and there. I don't think there's a need to on tonight's show anyway. Right. Uh, So, nope. Nothing there. Uh, Let me see if we have. We how many more can we get to? We got about one more minute here. Okay, here we go. Uh, When Jimmy gets benched, will his fans leave the fan base? Royce, is this is this three in a row? Oh no. All right, no, we got a uh, fable in between.
1: Right. I think that, you know, while I respect the questions, Royce, I think that uh, you have this thought process that people either love Jimmy or the 49ers, and I don't know that that's necessarily a true way to look at things. You know, when when Jimmy is no longer part of this team, just like anybody else who leaves this team, I'm a Niners fan all day long. It doesn't matter as long as the Niners are winning. I don't care who is responsible for making it happen as long as it's happening.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. And I am going to end the show with this also. Um, No, Uh, we've seen people go out and support cap to the end. They still support and we should sign cap. I still to this day, see those comments on Twitter, but 49ers are still in their bio or their headers in their pictures. So I don't think that's going to be the case at all. So uh, you want to answer this one and then we'll get out of here.
1: Sure. Um, No, I had the opportunity to be stationed all over the place. I started off in Great Lakes, Illinois, just close to Chicago there. That's where boot camp was. Then I did my primary training in San Diego, California, secondary training in Camp Pendleton, California. And then I was stationed in San Diego for three years. And then I did another school in, in San Antonio, Texas. And then I went to Okinawa for two years and then all the way to DC for three years And then to Groton, Connecticut for a school for becoming a submarine medical provider. And then I was stationed on a submarine there in Groton for three years. And then I went to Washington State um, and was at a clinic there. Uh, I ran a clinic there until I got deployed to go with the Marines in Camp Hilton. And then I got to go to all kinds of fun places with the Marines. And then back to Washington to finish out my tour and then onto a submarine that was out of Washington. And then my final duty station was at the hospital in Washington State.
0: Holy smokes, man. It kind of made a star on the map there. Right. Man. And when cool. I was on
1: my submarines, I got to go into ports all over the place. So, I mean, that didn't even include that. But, um, right. yeah, so those were my main duty stations.
0: Very, very interesting, man. That military life is something, you know. You hear about, you know, you talk to people and say, where are you from? Well, my mom is from this country. My dad is from here. And it's right. like, how? Well, I'm a military brat. It's like holy smokes! And so, right. listening to what you just said there, I could see if you were rolling out there, you think you got? I can't answer.
1: I can't ask that on the air. So,
0: all right, never mind. So, uh, like,
1: my, my wife and I met in Okinawa, good friends, but we didn't start dating till I was in DC, and then we didn't have. Our, we got married in DC, and then I had we had our first son when we were in Connecticut, and we had our second son when we were in Washington. So, it's wow. all over the place. You know, our wow. our uh, t- timeline together has been all kinds of crazy.
0: That is incredible, man. Absolutely incredible. And I'm assuming once you guys get married, they try to move you guys with each other. Is that a thing? They that- try
1: to um, as much as possible, uh, at least in the Navy. I can't speak for the other branches. They have a pretty good right. system worked out. But unfortunately, during the time, like my wife was also in the Navy, so she you know, gets transferred with me. Um, but she loved the Navy. Whereas to me, like I enjoyed the Navy, but it was a job. you know. She loved mm-hmm. the Navy. And unfortunately, uh, when we got when we were getting ready to move to, from Connecticut to Washington, she had orders to go to a, a carrier with a, a squadron, a flight squadron group, and she was super stoked because she loves that stuff. And uh, unfortunately, I still owed time, and because of my job of being as uh,
0: superior right?
1: as necessary in the military oh. as it as it is, um, there was no way they could guarantee that she could go to sea and I would stay on shore. And we were like, well somebody needs to watch our kids and we weren't ready to send them off to Oregon to my mom or send them back to Maryland to her mom or any, you know, anything like that. So she opted to get out. And, uh, uh, so she gave up her, her love of the military, uh, life. And then, you know, we finished out our time. I did my 20 years and you know, then I bounced. Wow.
0: Very, very interesting. All right. All right. So we started late. We gave you guys a couple extra minutes here. Uh, thank you all for being patient with us. Hope you guys enjoyed the show. And uh, that's going to do it, man. Brian, take us home, my man. Mahalo. Peace.